Welcome, ladies and gentlemen and fellow event profs. My name is Tess Visnell from iSocial Apps. And my partner in crime is... You know, I got nothing. Mr. Keith Johnston with i3 events. Someday I'll come up with something exciting, but I never, I just don't. It's okay. And welcome to the Event Tech Pull-Up. We are really, really excited about this next episode. I know I say excited every time, but it seems as if we have a snowball of excitement because every time it's like we almost best ourselves each time. <laughs> and that's really a personal thing between the two of us. We're like, we really hope the audience liked it too, but we get extra excited, which well, I think yeah. is mirac um, miraculous. <laughs> You know, and I'll go back to one thing Mike McCallan said, right? When we when we were doing the one on podcasting for associations, and Mike was like, "Well, yeah, I had a podcast because these are the people I really wanted to hang out with." That was so amazing, and I was and like, "Yeah, see, that's why we love you, Mike, because we think the same way." Exactly. <laughs> we just like want to have fun with people and like pull out like their best selves, and then. It's funny because people kind of think that we're silly too, um, and we work really good together. Usually. So we're happy and excited <laughs> about that. Um, one thing we do want to do with our podcast is keep you all engaged. So on all of the social channels, wherever you find us, always make a comment for us, right? I know that you all have been sharing it with people, but we really want you to um, put some comments in the box and kind of communicate with us and we're looking on doing some new things in the future so we're really excited about that again it's the event tech pull-up eventtechpullup.com make sure you use our lovely hashtag which is pull up with us so keith um yes, we kick off our sessions each time with a little bit of the news so tell us what we've got i mean i know of a couple but you pick one of the ones we had and say which one we want to go for first well, actually, I'm going to go for the news that isn't news. Uh, and that Ooh. was the one where you put a note and you're like, hey, tomorrow, let's talk about Quibi type content. And I was like, ooh, what kind of news you got, Tess? <laughs> and then Tess is like, oh, that really wasn't for the news. <laughs> <laughs> we're making it news. Because yeah, well, then we start popping it. up ideas and we're like, yeah. So, so this is on my mind. We realize, yes, this is really us, the news. So, so Tess's idea was for us to do some Quibi type content, um, you know, and if for those that don't know, Quibi is the failing fast um, platform um, that allows you to view episodes of things um, in 10 minutes or less. Uh, and it's a really cool concept and they just, they kind of blew it out of the gate, I guess. Um, yeah. But, I, but then we got to talking and at any conference or event should be producing Quibi type content, right? Little 10 minute bite-sized pieces of content that you can be delivering in the lead up to a conference uh, or all 365 days a year to make a conference become year round. Exactly. Right? You actually could do some really cool um, things. Like I saw a few episodes of this show and of course I'm not going to remember the name of it, but it was very artistic and creative. And it was five minutes, right? In the five minutes, they actually did everything that a full 30-minute episode would do. You know, they lit in with what it was about, nice little, you know, sizzle, talked about who the guest is, spoke with the guest, had some breaks in between of the content, and ended with like a reveal. 
all in freaking five, five minutes. minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, amazing. This is wonderful because I got all the junk out. We got to the nitty gritty and I could move on and I can feel like my day is great. Um, yeah. Almost kind of like what we do with podcasts in a sense to keep them really um, short, sweet to the point. But I think people's minds are digesting differently. Um, and our guest later, who I'm excited about, is going to get into that right brain and how you're digesting content a little differently than most. So, yeah. Hey, I see how you did that. You, you like you that? Looped it, you looped it right back to the guest. That was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, now you've got to tell, now for those of you who are listening, um, you're not going to understand what I'm talking about at all, but for, for the four people that actually do watch this on YouTube, um, <laughs> Tess looks like a cross between, um, the Avengers and something out of the Hobbit <laughs> and Tess, tell everyone why your eyes glow and why you have wings on your head or are those wings? Of course they're my fairy wings. <laughs> Who doesn't know I'm fairy? Even though I call Dahlia fairy dust, I'm really, truly the fairy. Right? <laughs> for real, for real. Um, <laughs> Please do explain. Okay. I've been using it for a while, um, and I don't have any earthly idea. Oh, well, I do know. I was using it on my old Mac, which was 2015, and, and I was blessed enough to be able to get a new Mac, thank goodness, and be able to use... Um, filters in zoom right um because zoom was his you know unless your processor is fast enough with the older machines it just doesn't really come through well it doesn't work well so um this is called a snap filter for your camera from snapchat you do not have to have um per se a snapchat account um of course we all do well, we do don't ah, i do <laughs> And we like me and Carter, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know, yes. <laughs> but um, so you don't necessarily have to have it. It's really a download on your computer and it filters the camera, meaning how you're seeing me now, there, that little camera there, um, it pretty, filter, pretty much filters over that. So if you all look on our website, venttechpullup.com, you will see a picture of Keith and I, like that, and he's like that, with glasses on. And those are our snap spectacles, right, that we have. And what it did was put, a, in essence, allowed us to film, take pictures, and we could do filters within Snapchat, right? So it's the same kind of concept. And you can, people are making this kind of, these filters all the time. So it's really um, crowd or user generated. And all you have to do, like I said, is download it, select it in your, um, camera so like for instance we're in zoom right now we're selected as a, as a background like in essence a virtual background um <clears throat> and pick which one you want it comes on and i just chose my inner self which is a fairy and i'm really a unicorn a fairy that rides a unicorn or then flies so this is her you're like way and i cooler. love my little bubbles like captain marvel like when her eyes glow <laughs> it's real yours are way better I, 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 yes. So you could beat Captain Marvel. <laughs> now there's a million comic book geeks that are going to like spam us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Cause you know, my inner gamer will come out, right? <laughs> there you go. Okay. So Keith, um, last, I know we're going to do a whole show about what we've been doing, what we're up to, but last week I was able to, you know, you have too recently been working on some virtual events. Um, and I thought it would be great to pull up to, um, 
tech equipment, if you will, so on the hardware side, that may help some of the production and make it easy, easy and good. And it doesn't necessarily have to just be because you're producing the event, but it also could be for speakers. Like speakers could utilize a couple of these things as well. So yeah, well, yeah. kick and off the first one for me, Keith. I, I yes. Um, well, and you make a good point. You know, when we talk about audio and video and software programs and things like that, the cool thing about most of the stuff that we talk about is, it, it, yes, it's great for the production side of a conference or a virtual conference or whatever, but also if you're a speaker or if even if you're in sales, right? If you're a destination person who's selling a hotel to somebody, a lot of this stuff will come in, can come in handy because most of what we recommend is going to be pretty low cost stuff, um, right? So, it, so it's the things that can improve your online presence, I guess, um, or your te tech presence, if you will. Um, but the first one is uh, Loopback, um, and Loopback is built for Macs, and it is, well, do you want to talk about it, Tess? No. I love you. But, well, okay. <laughs> He's more of an audio guy than me. I mean, I know of the stuff, right? I know how stuff should work, but he likes to touch it and move it and stuff. Well, Loopback is cool because what Loopback is, it's for a Mac and it allows you to combine different audio sources into one. Um, it actually acts like a soundboard um, or a mixer that, that, so you can combine multiple audio sources into one. Um, and so basically you could combine a Zoom and a Skype, right? You can combine, you can add music to your, um, to your Zoom, right? So you can have an exactly. intro and things like that. Um, and it right. also does tee up the next thing that we're talking about as well, um, which, is, which is Elgato um, and Elgato Streamback, um, which Elgato Streamback is a little box um, that goes on the right-hand side or left, or for me, <laughs> it goes on the right-hand side. Um, it goes next to your computer, but it actually does allow you to do a lot of different things. Um, so for example, it, it's like having a mini production studio um, next to your computer. Um, so basically, for example, using the El Elgato Stream Deck, you can have three or four cameras set up or three cameras set up and switch between them. You could have... Um, you could have uh, an audio effect on one of the buttons. Again, right. it gives you a little bit more of a more professional slick um, operation. Um, there is also the Rode um, caster, which is yes. by the microphone company Rode. Um, they built it for podcasts mm -hmm. and that kind of does the same thing. Um, although that one might be just audio. Yeah, I think that one's more audio, whereas this uh, uh, stream deck is specifically for, like the, the other one is like great for podcasts and you being yeah. able to control the quality because quality of an audio is very important when you're producing a show in general. Um, but then as you all know, especially for producing a podcast, if you will, because yeah. that's really what people are listening to. It's just that people decided to add video to their pot to their podcast, which helps a good bit. And, um, you know, but still, but the stream deck that I like about it is as, as, as Keith said, and we alluded to is I can make any kind of my presentations or anything I do. So think 
we're virtual now, we have to do a lot of content that way. But then when we are able to come to face-to-face, then we'll be doing some more hybrid, what I call the new hybrid situations, right? And then some people can make the meeting, some people can't. Think about, you know, it's about accessibility, right? So you could, in essence, from, because their price point is not very high, it's maybe slightly over 100 or so, give or take. But I'm sure if you talk to them and try to do it in mass, think about those kits a lot of event producers were doing and AV companies were doing to send out to their speakers. This could also be added to it if you wanted to. Or maybe it's a gift to your speakers. I don't know. It's all kinds of different things you can kind of think about keeping people um, great in the um, virtual space or I would say the digital space, would you say? Yeah. And one thing to note about um, the Stream Deck, because I think if anyone just jumped in there and, and Googled El Gato, um, and it's all one word, not not Spanish for the cat. Isn't El Gato the cat? Um, but it's all one word, El Gato, is they build stuff and their market is gamers, uh, video gamers. And it is video gamers who record themselves playing games so that other gamers can watch them play the game. Right. Um, think Twitch, everyone. Think Twitch. Yes. Now, some people may go, what? And But let yeah. me tell you, my, my child is 14 years old, and he will watch other gamers play all day long. Um, so, but, but that's where a lot of the stuff that they're creating, because again they do it like there's so much so much crossover in what they're doing that sometimes you can find the best piece of equipment for the job in another sector so in this it's video absolutely. Gaming, right absolutely. you go and, and you go and you grab that and, and and definitely it's it's almost that that agile he was cracking jokes with keith and some others when we first began sheltering in space which is like you know because one of our teammates is is a diehard avid gamer that's her world um, and I was like oh my goodness we're the whole world is sheltering in space that means all of us have invaded their space right and not only I mean, invaded have- their space that means we have to cop and steal their tech too to de- <laughs> be able to deliver <laughs> the things we need to deliver at a high level right because I have a new gaming monitor here I've got a new gaming chair that's about to come up in a second and we'll talk about that in another day but yeah. Still, you got to pull on the resources that are available to you. Well, and it's funny. <laughs> I, always went, I always went for computers, though, I, since the beginning of whenever. I've always gone for computers. I'm not. I love the gaming industry, and I love everything about it. I'm not a gamer. Um, I, I, if I played Halo, I would die in the first, like, four seconds. Yeah. Um, but all my computers are gaming computers. Why? Because they have mm-hmm. the processing power to handle anything a conference can throw at it. So. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. But Tess, we got we got a we 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 got a we got a mosey. Yeah, we do. Um, so Keith, I think I'm gonna save this other nugget for our next show because I want to talk about it a little bit more in detail. Um, and guys, really, this particular news segment was really about how you can amp your presentation game virtually as well as from an audio perspective as well. So when I mentioned about digesting content, right? Our next guest up for the day is Dusty from Ink Factory. We are so excited. That's really why I have my fairy halo over now. I can activate my right brain and you can see why everyone will be able to enjoy the things that we have uh, for you the rest of the show. So we thank you and all of a sudden, Dusty, Dusty, let's bring on Dusty. 
Welcome. We are so excited to have our next guest. They are some of the most remarkable, amazing right-brainers, as I call mm -hmm. them. Um, I have a big thing when I'm talking about technology and how it works with right brain versus left brain. Um, and these ladies really have maximized the aspect of what it means to put your right brain on paper and share it with the world. And I hope you all get a chance to enjoy them like we do. Keith, what do you think? Is it time for me to tell them who it is or you want to say a little bit? There I go. Yeah, the bar. This, 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 this is when I totally stall. But, but actually, <laughs> no. actually, no, and I do want to say something before you introduce. Uh, the, in the rush to pivot to virtual, um, I think that everyone has forgotten a couple of things. Um, number one is virtual can be creative. Uh, and number two, you gotta engage your attendees, right? Oh, and that's kind of what, that's kind of what this, this episode and our next ep episode are about. Um, and I'll kind of leave it at that. Okay, wonderful. So uh, without further, further ado, I would love to bring to you Dusty Fulworski. I hope I said that right. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Hi, Dusty. How are you? Let's let me tell them just a little just a little bit about you, about you. And then you can go ahead and say a little bit more and introduce our other special guest for the day. Uh, Dusty was born and raised in the Show Me State. Uh, my bestie actually lives there in St. Louis, aka Missouri, in a small town named Winfield. Uh, she earned her BFA in sculpture from Truman State University and made her way to the Windy City, my home, as well as Keith's home. Um, and she started out as a sculptor and she was working with the, within the management consulting space, which I think is wonderful. So she actually, that's still left brain, right brain going. <laughs> After half a decade of independent contracting, it was time for her to co-found Ink Factory with Lindsay and Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> you, did, you, did that well, you did that well, Tess. I think, yeah. <laughs> thank you. See? Mm -hmm. Scripted. I love it. Uh, so Dusty uses her people skills, big picture mindset, and entrepreneurial spirit to connect the dots at Ink Factory. Dusty has an uncanny ability to see small needle, a small needle in a little in a large haystack. Do, do. <laughs> She's always generating ideas and loves to foster new partnerships. So welcome, Dusty. Tell the audience a little bit about Ink Factory and most importantly, the woman of the hour, or I should say a few minutes or so, our lovely artist extraordinaire. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, um, you know, for that introduction. It's always, it's always funny to hear your bio read and just sit and listen. It's like, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Tess and Keith, for having me on this podcast. And I'm also super pumped to be sharing one of my colleagues, Emma's talent with everybody today. Um, Emma Wimberly is one of our artists at Ink Factory. And um, Ink Factory was founded in 2011. Um, our mission is to create experiences, visual experiences that inspire and engage. And Keith, you already used the word engage um, in your opening. So I, I just think we're all just thinking, you know, um, and, and what we're, we're going to do here today. Um, but so Emily, or Emma's one of our artists and she'll be drawing um, this entire podcast. So you'll be able to see a little bit about what Ink Factory can do. Um, our slogan is you talk, we draw. It's awesome. And um, we think you're going to see some awesome today. So thank you so much uh, for having us. 
Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Emma, you want to say hi to the audience at least? Yes, hello. My name is Emma. Um, as Dusty said, I'm an artist at Ink Factory. I'll share my screen real quick to show you what I'll be doing. Um, let's see. But uh, we basically just listen to conversations, meetings, and do a visual recap of everything. Um, it's the best job ever. I'm so excited about it, and um, we appreciate you having us. Here is the beginning of the board. Um, so this is sort of what we're starting out with, and then I'll put the screen up later uh, down the conversation a little bit, and we can see the progress we've made. Yeah, looks great. That Thanks. is absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Right? I mean, seriously, how, how, um, Keith, I, I'm gonna let you go, because you know I get excited about asking our guests questions. Um, yes, and well, we're gonna and I'm, I, we have question one, and I'm actually gonna tweak it a little bit. And and so question one, number one is of course, what is the Ink Factory, and how did you come up with the idea? Um, but I, but I actually I expound on that a little bit when you answer, and 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 tell us how the process works um, at a live event. Um, because then that'll actually bring us really, really good into question number two. But I think that it would be really great for, for anyone who's listening or watching on YouTube um, to get an idea of what would happen if this was going on at their event. Totally. Yeah. Great question. So Tess mentioned the, the left brain and the right brain. And yes, Ink Factory definitely has a stronghold on our, on our right brain. Um, but the process of taking visual notes definitely employs both left and right brain. So we are at, at typically at a live event, we would be up at the front of the room adjacent to the stage or speaker, and we'd have a huge canvas, um, like a 40 by 60 inch or four feet by eight foot canvas where we would literally be drawing with markers and pens um, what the speaker is saying in real time. So typically we are listening, synthesizing, and drawing in words and pictures all at the same time. So essentially it's kind of like we're, we're translating into the visual language is what we like to say. Um, so it's similar to somebody who might be translating in sign language except for we're using the, the visual language. So what's cool about that is you then have this great visual record that um, reinforces what the speaker is saying and it helps increase data retention. It helps um, inspire and engage the audience in the content itself because, you know, to your point about tech, sometimes that's a, a little bit of a difficult topic for people to kind of engage in. But when you give the brain pictures, which it naturally thinks in just because of the evolutionary process, the brain can, can latch onto those concepts easier. Um, and so it, it helps people understand on a deeper level as well. And so then you've got that physical record that then as an event, um, you can put wherever you like. So you could put it maybe out in the hallway near where the coffee station is, because everybody goes to the food, you know, they all want the snacks. So you could, you could put that up and then as the event unfolds, you've got this great physical record um, of, of everybody's uh, talks. And you know, if you have multiple tracks, it's cool because of course you can't be two places at once, but if you have multiple artists and all those tracks, then you can see you know, the visual of the entire conference and have a really great asset that we translate to the digital world that you can share and follow up communications um, to promote the event next year, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a great kind of gift to the speaker too, which Tess, I know that's kind of how we, we found you, um, or you found us, you know, because you spoke um, at a conference and, and we had the pleasure of, of drawing your talk. Oh, and and uh, so following up, so, so, so the process, 
Mm -hmm. um, is it important for the artist to actually meet with the speaker beforehand? Do they have an idea of what's going to be said in the session? No. And I know that's really strange. <laughs> um, no, but it's cool. But I love it. <laughs> that's what makes it better. That's yeah, so, it so it's it's magic, you know, and, and that that's something that a lot of people, you know, don't don't quite latch on to, but but really all we need to know is the title, you know, the speaker's name, you know, spelled correctly, and um and how long the talk is supposed to go. And and that's typically enough. Um, however, there are situations where it's really important that we draw, you know, a specific um, sort of model or something that the speaker is going to talk to. Or sometimes we get brought into like pitch conversations, you know, where you're you're pitching something and you only have 10 minutes with your audience. And so in that case, we probably would have a lot more prep and know exactly, you know, kind of co-create with the audience or with the um, the client, you know, what the message they want to tell is. And then we would draw that live. So, so typically no, but every once in a while there is a use for, you know, a, a heavy prep. And, and it does translate, you know, and, and this is where I, you know, it's, this isn't limited by any particular field or industry. You know, this is actually something that I, <clears throat> yeah, I think would work. You know, like a lot of, a lot of my clients are, you know, a, a, some medical associations and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for them to understand that this works just as well in those atmospheres as it does maybe, let's say, if Hasbro is having a big toy convention. Right? Absolutely. But, you know, visual translates just as well to both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's a really great, great comment. Yeah, and, and, I, and I also think that there are very unique ways in which you can do them, right? Because mm -hmm. um, I've, I mean, Keith and I, <laughs> we travel over 40 times a year to conferences mm -hmm. and meetings. Um, not anymore. And seen it. Well, no, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> differently, differently in the future, right? Um, yeah. But we've seen, it's not like we haven't seen this done at conferences. Right. We have, some of our major uh, organizations have done it. Some of the smaller associations that, and then some others that we actually have been our clients as well have done it. However, um, I haven't seen it done outside of the keynotes as often okay. as I would love to see it. Because mm -hmm. right, Keith, we're seeing it more on the keynotes. You see it as kind of telling a story of what's on that main stage. Mm -hmm. But really what happens in those smaller conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe networking opportunities, you know, what other aspects of the event I would mm -hmm. say, we, you know, you actually can do it in, right, Keith? I don't, I don't think it needs to just be a main stage thing. No, it, and I don't think so, because I think one thing that, that a lot of planners forget is that keynotes are great, but all of the meat and potatoes happens in the breakouts, yes. right? Yes. I mean, it, they really do. That's where the smaller audience, that's where actual education is done. Mm -hmm, um, right. You know, again, keynotes, you need them. They're awesome. They're amazing. Uh, but, you know, people are actually doing the hard work in the breakouts. Yeah, I love that you use that word education too, Keith, because that is the science behind what we do. You know, it really does in terms of benefits for for hiring a visual note taker, for hiring Ink Factory, data retention is does go up. When you pair words with text, your brain it like makes a little bookmark and you learn better. You learn on a deeper level. Um, and you know, people remember 80% um, of what they um, see but only 10% of what they hear. 
you know, so that, that is big, right? Um, so we, we really believe that it would help so much in all the breakouts whenever planners do come to us and they're like, oh yeah, we just want the keynotes. We just want the one keynote. And it's like, yeah, but we can do so much more, yeah. you know, we can yeah. help you and you're buying yeah. us for the day. So let, let us help you, you know, um, how can we engage in the, in the lunch hour? How can we engage, um, you know, in different ways, we've got all kinds of solutions and, and it's always fun for us to come up with new things together too. Well, I mean, that that really is a great segue into uh, my next question, which is, you know, how have you um, translated it over to the virtual space? How are you looking at it for, the, for our new normal into the mm -hmm. hybrid space? Um, mm -hmm. And those other ways in which we can kind of step outside of that linear yeah. box and say, oh my gosh, we have all this great content that's coming up. It's really truly about what are you doing and how you're pushing it differently and how you're delivering it in a way people can digest it and want to digest it. Like Heath and I talked about earlier, you mm -hmm. know, giving content in small bites, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, Justin? yeah, absolutely. You know, I think one thing that, it, you know, Ink Factory is so fortunate um, to be an industry that, that can pivot to the virtual space, right? And, and can actually solve a problem of these like Zoomathons that are happening, whether it's an internal meeting or, you know, the virtual conferences. Oh, there goes my light. <laughs> Turn that back on. Um, it's on a timer. Um, and it's, I think, something that can just help grab people's attention because the whole workday happens on this screen now. So what can make, you know, the virtual space feel a little bit more special when it's not just, you know, your Monday meeting or whatever. Um, so luckily, um, pre, pre uh, the pandemic, we work in the digital space um, at, at events and conferences. So earlier I explained the, the physical way that we work, but sometimes clients want us to project our work onto huge screens in multiple places um, throughout events. And um, in that case, Ink Factory physically would be in the back of the room you know, with the AV team, and we would be drawing on either a large Cintiq or an iPad, and then that's projected at certain moments during keynotes and presentations, um, et cetera. So using that same technology, we just can project our screen to whatever online platform the virtual conference or meeting is using. And um, we've been making a lot of partnerships you know, with some of the new platforms. And um, it's cool to have more of a, um, I love working with event planners and production uh, companies versus just only, you know, showing to Zoom where you can have a production where it's like, well, here's the speaker and I want you right now to look at their PowerPoint and really, you know, give an experience to everyone, right? Um, so you can choose like different pop-up windows at different moments and, you know, engage in the chat and, and have a more produced experience um, versus everybody has to look at the same thing all the time. I, I like that and I like that for um, participants when they can choose what they wanna look at, whether it's the speaker's head, the speaker's presentation, or our, our visual notes or a combo of all three. And um, part of the virtual experience that we're sort of um, working out right now is um, we have virtual backgrounds that we've designed. So imagine if you're okay. at a conference, 
And, you know, usually you've got that name tag that sort of says, you know, your name and then maybe describe something like maybe you've got the, the special na colored name tag if you're a speaker or if you're a sponsor or something like that. Well, in the virtual world, we don't really have that as much. So wouldn't it be cool if we all had our bios in the virtual world around us as our background? Like if you're a speaker wow. and you're That's a cool. You know, branded in purples and blues. Um, well, all the purple backgrounds; those are speakers and presenters. Um, and then other people, you know, participants. You know, if they know that they're looking to network about something, maybe they have a little question that's pre-drawn that we could produce ahead of time. Um, so, so that's one way that you can just turn your background into something that can give um, more information, kind of like that name tag, because um, networking is so important at conferences. Um, and then for sponsors, you know, they can't sponsor the cool coffee break. They can't sponsor, you know, um, the, the nice lunch or something about the venue. And so we can really elevate their brand by putting it as maybe a header or a banner um, on each of the visual notes. So if the keynote is sponsored by, say, you know, some big corporation, they can see their return on invest investment literally across the screen. And then we're drawing, you know, the keynote below there. Um, and we can kind of co-create with you and them what would make sense. And then in all the follow-up communications where everybody gets those visual notes digitally, whether it's through the platform or, you know, a communication afterwards, um, the sponsor's stuff stays on that, on that board. So they are on that um, visual. So they have a lasting impression. <clears throat> and I, I think one of, the, one of the things that always confounds me, mm -hmm. I think, is, mm -hmm. is the organizations that are afraid to try things like this, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it, you know, they think, I, I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is it, it always amazes me how many organizations think they think they know what their attendees actually want. And then mm -hmm. they go and they try stuff like this <clears throat> and they find out that this actually gets people excited, right? Mm -hmm. No one is excited to, to literally, and, and actually I can even use this podcast a, as a prime example. We have a lot of people. <laughs> we have a I lot love of people, it. I love it. Uh, we have a lot of people that listen to it. But if you go on to like YouTube, for example, we don't have that many views because most people don't want to just sit and watch a talking head, right? Exactly. They, they want things to be a little exactly. different, a little more exciting. And mm -hmm. I think, I mean, looking at your background now, you know, so everybody go tune in on YouTube so you can see the background. Um, you know, it's cool, right? It, it, I mean, Isn't that, cool? it, it is that is so amazing. Different. It, it's, it, it really is. And it makes me look, it makes me pay attention to you, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it, it's amazing. Oh, I love it. And, and Keith, I totally agree with you. Like it's how, how in the world is, are we going to, I'm hoping that people come out of this saying, I need to try new things, right? I need oh, to yeah. give people, because people were so bored with whatever they were doing. They're hungry for mm -hmm. it, right? So. Mm -hmm. And, and just from, a, you know, the, one, of the, one of the worst experiences that, to translate virtually are networking things, right? Totally. It's when you, you know, it's, it's just people are still kind of finding their way in how mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but what an interesting way, right? If you have neat backgrounds for different types of attendees, mm -hmm. you have a built-in conversation starter, right? Yep. You, know, you know, especially, you know, if someone had to pick a background, or if somebody commissioned mm -hmm. a background, whatever it happens to be, that's an instant conversation starter that can get you, can at least get you past that, you know, first awkward 
couple of oh, minutes. Um, exactly. And, yeah, it is. it is. It is so cool. And then the notes themselves that come out of the meetings, I, you know, it was funny because was it PCMA Pittsburgh? Yes. Um, where they, the big long one on the, on the window. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It was amazing, right? You go and you watch and you can see the sessions and you can, mm -hmm. you can visualize right. what, what you were And you in. can walk down the hall and see the story. Yes. Even if you didn't stop to read, you could just see the story. And you could feel a part of other aspects of the conference that you couldn't get to. Yeah. 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 I love that. And as the, the sculptor in me definitely loves the physicality, you know, of everything, but we, we now have the creative challenge to take that, that storytelling exercise to the virtual screen. Right. So it's, it's cool. It's a design it, challenge. It, it, it is. And it's, and it's such a, you know, the one thing I want planners to know is this doesn't put a ton more on your plate, right? Not, so, I, no, not at all. Right. And, and that's one of the big things, right? Everything that we're all trying to do as planners um, to get more engagement usually means there's more work for the planner, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, you, you've got to get a new platform. You've got to integrate this. You've got to do this. You know, there are 10 other steps, you know, to that stack of papers that's already on your desk. You mm -hmm. know, now you've just made it another two feet high. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is something that truly is, um, even though it's, it's not, technically tech, but it is plug and play, right? It's you exactly. just engage, they just engage you and then you engage the audience. Completely, okay. completely. And yes. I love that you said that, I'm sorry, Tess. No, no, um, go ahead. Just, just one thing that we do hear from planners a lot and is especially when we've worked with them from the fir for the first time is, uh, you know, they thought maybe we were adding something to your plate to your point, but it turns out like, you know, after day one or something, if it's a three day conference, they're like, I don't have to worry about you. You're just doing your job. Like, you know, I don't have to come back and check on you. And they're like, thank you so much. I have way more to do. Like, this is great. Like it's a good partnership, you know, cause it's like, as soon as we know where we need to be at what, what things we're covering, we're, we're a silent partner in the room. And that, yeah. and that's really how it should be. Um, and I want you to talk about um, a little bit more from the virtual um, excuse me, mm -hmm. from the hybrid hybrid perspective, yes. right? Yes. So um, hopefully I've worked with you from the beginning, I've put your pricing into my sponsorship packages and all that's taken care of. That's nice and great, right? Mm -hmm. But then I, you know what? I don't quite have enough to bring you in or bring a team of you in. And I want mm -hmm. several things, several sessions besides that one keynote done. Mm -hmm. Tell me, you know, how can we do that? We have some face-to-face, -face. of course, it's going to be hybrid. Tell, tell me right. a little bit about what that could look like. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's very, it, it's scalable. However, you know, we can kind of meet you where you are. You know, if, if you've got the budget for the keynote and that's it, you know, that's great. We've got a price point for that. If you've got the budget for a three-track conference, you know, we've got a price point for it for that. So, you know, if, if there is like, you know, the hybrid experience where there's a small group that's gathering maybe in a smaller city, for example, um, you know, an artist definitely could join that event. Um, but for the people at home, you know, depending on the tech at that, that event, it could, if we're drawing digitally there, that could then just be projected, you know, to the virtual experience. Um, but we can have, I mean, we can have an artist for kind of whatever you need. We've got um, 
on our team, we have eight artists um, full time, and then we've got a network where we can scale. Um, we've got artists all over the world, actually, um, that we can scale mm -hmm. to meet meet different demands um, in different languages. Most of our artists are, of course, English speakers, but um, in the hybrid event, it's sort of just understanding what the ask is because either we travel there or we plug in, you know, and right. depending on the tech, if there's streaming capability, it, it's, it's pretty simple. And then, you know, the full Monty package would of course be, you know, visual backgrounds for, or virtual backgrounds for every participant that they would have ahead of time. So it could be incorporated in the networking, you know, sponsors would have their own special banners. Um, or it's like, well, actually we only have the budget for the speakers. So we're doing the speakers and the panelists, they get virtual backgrounds, participants don't, you know. Um, I, I think we can sort of just have those different line items and then you plug and play, pick and choose what works for you. And you know, a lot of times we ask, you know, just what impact do you, what's most important? You know, what impact do you need to really add the pizzazz for the online um, experience for everybody back home? Um, so, so and, 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 and I, now I go, now here we go down rabbit holes because I'm, I'm actually thinking about my clients and, and, and things that they have coming up. So we've got one in October mm -hmm. that is right now, it's all virtual, right? Mm -hmm. That's how it stands right now. However, mm -hmm. as other parts of the world, it's a global thing. It's only like 200 attendees, but it's, but it's a global group. So, I mean, how cool would it be to, if, if groups were able to come together in Australia Right. Mm -hmm. And then you had an artist that worked with with that group. And then we've got a group in, in the UK, <clears throat> yeah, you know, yeah. and then one in um, in Asia. You know, like I think yeah. the, there, there's a large enough group in Hong Kong. I mean, how cool mm -hmm. would that be to then bring all of those elements together? And now here's actually a weird question. I don't know if you've ever gotten this one. <laughs> um, I love the art. Right. I think that that I think that that the, the style that you guys use is is really cool. Um, is it, do you guys do other things as well? So for example, and my question is, um, for example, it would be great to have the entire, an entire conference with this type of a, of a theme. Mm -hmm. So you, so someone could commission you guys to actual create the website headers and the look mm -hmm. of an entire event, not mm -hmm. just a session. Yes. Yeah. So that starts to toe the line between, of course, you know, the graphic designer and yes. the visual note taker. And I think that, you know, especially right now during the, the, these times <laughs> where we're open to, you know, anything. And like, I think that could be part of the whole virtual sort of package experience that we're, that we're putting together right now to really theme the event. And, um, yeah, I think, I think we're definitely open to, to that. And I can see it as a partnership too, though, Keith. Absolutely. Like, like yeah. you know how we're always talking about getting butts in seats or, you know, engaging the audience. Or you know how we have uh, Snowball who will help, you know, roll everything in, right? And giving mm -hmm. the opportunity from the um, influencers, right? So mm -hmm. wouldn't it be cool that even if, let's say the the main page for the conference, the graphic designer did that whole branding like normal, right? Yeah, but then yeah. for the virtual experience, mm -hmm. then it's yeah. the storytelling. Mm -hmm. And also what about, I'm so sorry, y'all. My little, that's what happens in a virtual world, right? 
It happens. It happens. Yeah, there you go. So then what, so to, I know, isn't that cool? Uh, so what happens when you could say, all right, here are our influencers. Mm -hmm. We're going to brand, we're going to get their stories ahead of time because, because Sure. We're seeing yeah. speakers now, right? In our in our world as a speaker, maybe engaging before the conference with the audience. Right? Totally, yeah. They weren't doing as much, but they're doing more and more of that now. Mm -hmm. Doing individual stories with the, each one of them about what the session is to come, right? Or yeah. getting a couple of them to talk to each the other, speakers. right? Yeah. Or or doing yeah. it among the you know, your sponsors, right? Having mm -hmm. a talk, and you could you could visually, we could just set you up with them to talk to them and they have a visual story mm -hmm. about what they're going to be like at the conference. You know what I mean? So there are all kinds of nuances. I think that, she, yeah, that, that actually could happen from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I love this. Yeah. I love the, the brainstorming. The, this is one of those things, right? That, that it can do anything. Yeah. Well, it really can. You talk, we draw. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. that's it. Yeah. So, so all right, Emma, are you? Are we checking in with Emma? Check. We yeah. need to check in with Emma a little bit because we talked about <laughs> it for so long, right? And is Emma, you ready for us a little bit? Just let us know. It's like we need like a drum roll. It's like yeah. a reveal party, right? <laughs> it is. Dun, da, da, da. Oh. Ooh. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Lovely. That is amazing. I love the black background. See, I'm a black background cool. kind of girl. Like all my stuff is is dark themed. Well, what's so, great about the virtual. Amazing. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's really great about the virtual is that we have a lot more flexibility um, to do some fun textures, to do, you know, different colors and to really brand it like exactly to the right colors of the event and stuff like that. So um yeah okay oh. and now every planner that is listening to this notice how every single person just went wow <laughs> right I, I we saw it and that was our initial that was our initial reaction right exactly. right i had no idea what to expect it popped up there and instantly i was like <gasps> and now i'm like sitting here and i keep leaning closer to my camera because i'm looking closer at it mm -hmm. so, i could cry i could cry I know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you, you, you're thinking about this is this is art, right? So this is every aspect of the things I love. I love the events industry and business. I love right brain because I'm a white brain person, of course. But the tech part too, of course, because both of us are techies, right? Mm -hmm. And then just expressing and learn and seeing that what I said, that is what I said. That's what I meant. That's mm -hmm. what I said. that's what I conveyed. So this is not just an artist. This is a person who actually has the ability to put what you just said on paper, but not just put it on paper, but put it on paper in a timely manner and be accurate. And I love the fact that I am watching her work. Yes. Yeah, exactly. She's added excitement. <laughs> yes, that, that is. <laughs> we say that people are drawn to this. Um, that's our pun, but it's true. It's like people are just really drawn to watching people draw. It's, it's very, very cool. It, oh well, it makes us all realize the talent we don't have. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. You have very, very many talents. <laughs> however, drawing is not one of them. <laughs> that is okay. But enjoying, enjoying the art is mine as well. One, one oh, I, I, this is perfect. I mean, I want everyone to notice, you know, you've got, 
space on here for not just telling the story of what we just said, but then also she said the branding piece. So just, you know, paying attention to that, the name of the actual session or our particular podcast is here and all of the elements are put through here. So this is, this is great. Yeah. And Tess, you mentioned something about, um, I think the importance of being heard and understood um, when you were, were talking about this. And I yeah. think that's something that's really important for the argument to have us in breakouts because oftentimes that's where you're workshopping, that's where you're brainstorming, that's where the education's happening. You might be planning for the future and that's where when people feel heard and they see that their things end up on the board, it's like, okay, you know, this association is taking me seriously. I appreciate this. You know, it's like an engagement thing that's, that takes a, an, um, takes it to an emotional connection, right? It's not just like, oh yeah, we, we met, we did this thing. We learned about the new X, Y, Z, but, but seeing your thoughts translated onto a board that, it, you know, everybody can see, I think there's something really special there. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I mean, I can think of some other things now that you said it that way. Like, for instance, you know, you're always trying to move through uh, tough situations, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And how are you moving through them? You know, I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm a, a part of a group of people called... Uh, we call ourselves the hotties, right? With hot dark mazel yeah. and yeah, right, do. and I'm I'm definitely a hottie, a diehard hottie. Um, and you know what they do to bring groups together to solve problems, issues, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. this would be an added something added, like whenever you need to move an issue forward, talk about it, and have people express themselves. It's not just a conference, <laughs> you know. What I mean? Why can't you sit in on some of those board meetings or committee oh, yeah. meetings or some things like that to definitely bring some stuff or or where there are tough situations that you need. To yeah. Like change management issues. If people are, yeah. you know, there's a lot of tough conversations about headcount right now. Yeah, um, yeah. But like getting Definitely. everybody's opinions on on the same board is is really. It, it shows that you know people care about your opinion. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It is cool. So our final oh. question of the day, Keith, is and it's a, and it's a twofer. Is it twofer, twofer, twofer? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you you asking or am I asking? Well, okay. Let's see. You ask first part and I'll ask the second, but we'll do it together and then she can expound. <laughs> uh, so, so the first part of this question is, is in all of the events where you have done, the, done this, um, what is the best experience um, that, that not only you've had, but the attendees have had? And then on my end, it's going to be, then what are the worst experiences? <laughs> worst. And I really want to not... Uh, I also want to throw in a monkey wrench on you. Great. With the planner. With the planner. With the planner. All right. Because so, if um, I know as a planner listening to this, I might not need to engage that way or I might need to do it a little differently. That mm -hmm. is more helpful than, oh, yeah, that was a nice idea. But we want yeah. to get that other little twist. Yes, yes. Um, great question. Uh, there, I've been doing this since 2006 all over the world and I've had a lot of experiences. <laughs> um, I think uh, with the monkey wrench in mind, I'm gonna start, start with the worst. And I think when planners really have their heart set on us doing this outside um, mm. in all different climates um, with the elements of wind, rain, 
unpredictable storms, et cetera, birds uh, <laughs> dropping on us. That That is something that sometimes is just, um, we, we can't overcome the wind. I'll tell you about a time where we were doing an art, kind of an installation outside on Michigan Avenue in Chicago, downtown Chicago. So public's all around. And we installed um, a very large um, question mark. And um, the wind took that question mark and turned it into a sail. And um, that was, you know, a scary, a scary time. Nobody was hurt or anything like that. But it was just very nerve wracking because, you know, the boards are like sails in the physical world. So in the virtual world, we don't have those kinds of problems. But also, also, you know, our artists have gotten sunburned from being outside or, um, you know, pouring down rain. Markers aren't all waterproof. You know, you can just imagine um, those, those kinds of things that could happen. Um, but having said that, they, they lead to fun stories, right? And things that you learn about. Um, Yes, they, they, those actually make the best stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah see, that's where policies come from, right? Um, and then I think the worst experience that happens to me and all my artists on a consistent basis are people coming up to us and asking us where the bathroom bar is. <laughs> and because uh, they think that we're not drawing or something. And then also they, they tap on our shoulders while we're literally drawing and say, did you draw that? And it's like, well, yeah, that's me with, with the marker in my hand. <laughs> so it's fascinating sometimes when people, well, it's like they see it happening, but it's, it's like an interesting kind of, kind of a question for us to get a lot. Um, a best experience for me, I think, kind of goes back to what Keith was saying about not having the skill of drawing, which this is kind of an odd way to get to that. But I think one of my best experiences is any time that I teach a workshop because we do teach workshops. So you could incorporate like a team building workshop within a, um, a, an event like how to think better visually, for example, and people could choose to go to that. And um, when we do that, we demystify drawing. So um, seeing like the genesis of someone's mind where they all of a sudden just drew a butterfly or you know something that they didn't mm -hmm. think that they could draw through our exercises. Um, to me, I think is really cool because it's like you're connecting with the person and, and adding to their toolkit and kind of giving them a self-esteem boost all at once. That is way cool. And I'm still watching Emma work. Right? <laughs> it's cool. It's awesome. She is absolutely, like, literally amazing. So, Keith, do you have any other questions of our ladies? Um, Dusty, I would like you to have like a closing statement, of course. And I always like to give shine to, to the art and the artist. So Emma, I'm going to definitely make you come off of mute and say something as well. So if you say something first, let Dusty close us off. But I always have to ask Keith, because he keeps me on track. Are we missing anything? No, Tess. I think we um, actually, Dusty, when you started talking about that you do workshops, mm -hmm. um, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> All right, great. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we'd love to, 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 to do that because I'd love to talk about tricking some things out differently yeah. and, and kind of how, you know, you know, maybe we bring a couple planners on, right, um, mm -hmm. to yeah. kind of work through some things that may be difficult, like maybe some difficult aspects of things, like maybe do a problem solving like or something. Sure, a bra online brainstorm or something. That'd be great, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, got it, Keith. Online brainstorm.
brainstorming on event tech, like one event tech challenge that they have had. And we can bring on like three planners, Dusty and Emma, and then we can like all go for it. And people can it. see the evolution of coming to some sort of result. People that can watch a workshop in progress. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my gosh. And, and we do it, we, we record it of course, for, for, but we yeah. do it live on Facebook. Oh, she stars. So yeah. Dusty and, and Emma, so, so do you have the little signs that y'all creating for us that you're going to send us and we can use like in our stuff? Yes, <laughs> we'll send you some virtual backgrounds. Um, for Thank sure. you. That, um, we'd be excited. Make sure we have our little Ink Factory logo down there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our little Vent Tech pull up. We could do that. And I love the signs. I, this mm -hmm. to do. We need to get some signs, King. I, they are cool. Maybe that's that awesome. our workshop. Make your own signs. Yes. <laughs> That's the one thing that everyone forgets about virtual, well, in-person events, but, but especially virtual is they forget the fun. Yeah. It's the fun right? part of it all. It's, and you got to have it in your arsenal. I just can't draw to make it. Even See? if you are having a conference about baking soda, you, oh, right? Yeah. You have to inject some fun or people are going to tune out. It's yeah. true. Completely tune out. Like I'm tuning out there, but then I'm tuning back in. <laughs> Just kidding. So Emma, do you want to share anything with us? Uh, last parting words, just at least from the artist's perspective, and then we'll go to Dusty. Yeah, I mean, like I said in the beginning, I feel so lucky to have this job because I get to listen to all these, it's cross industries, so I get to listen to all this different content and meet great people. Um, so I really feel lucky to be able to draw for a living and constantly absorbing content. Um, we really appreciate you guys having us on. This has been a great experience so far. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for being here and sharing your gifts with us. Oh, and Dusty, do you want to, do you want to, uh, say anything for our audience? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Emma, for that comment. And, you know, one of my greatest joys as a, a co-founder of Ink Factory is getting to find new talent like Emma, you know, so she's coming up on her third year anniversary soon. And um, nice. I love being able to give artists a career that they feel good about. And I just, it's really fun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but also, I love, um, you know, Ink Factory's mission and vision. And um, it's, you know, close, close to home, because it's like, we're helping people solve problems. And, um, you know, we, Ink Factory really wants to be your visual communications partner, whether it's, you know, the live events like we've talked about so much today, um, or if we're co-creating with you on our illustration or video offerings to help you tell your story in sales tools or, um, you know, as a nonprofit, you just need to get your story out there so people want to donate to you. You know, we would love to elevate your message using our visual language. Um, and we're always up for a challenge. So, you know, please, please bring them our way. And we're happy to um, design something awesome with you. So thank you so much for having us today. And it sounds like we'll be doing some more fun things together soon. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you ladies so much.